It's finally fall and time to start to work on your lawn? On this episode of Garden Time, we'll talk about how fall is the perfect season to get your grass ready for the spring and summer ahead. We'll also talk about the critters and diseases you can prevent or avoid, all coming up next on Garden Time. Garden Time is brought to you by Capital Subaru in Salem, Oregon. For 75 years, Owl's Garden and Home has been a favorite destination of local gardeners. Starting in a small roadside fruit stand off of 99E in Woodburn by Al Biggie, Al's has grown to four retail locations in the Portland metro area that also includes a huge growing operation near Hubbard. To ensure that you get the highest quality, Al's grows over 80% of the plants they sell. This fourth generation family owned business is now one of the most recognized garden centers in the country. Stop by one of our four locations to learn why Al's is the first stop for Northwest gardeners. Here at Capital Subaru, we are family. From you, our customers, our coworkers, and even our actual family members work here. This is my son, Casey. We're generations ahead of the competition, and we're always working to keep you and your family moving. We're here for you. We make it easy to join our Capital Subaru family. All the support you need, from sales and financing, to service and parts. We'll be here for you for generations to come. And generations after that. I'm Blake. And I'm Casey. We make it easy to join our Capital Subaru family, where it's your, Your way, way on, on the, the parkway. parkway. Welcome to the Garden Time Podcast. We're based in the Pacific Northwest of the United States in a Zone 8 region. This zone deals with plants that can survive in 10 degrees Fahrenheit or warmer. I'm producer Jeff Gustin with your hosts Judy Alaruzzo and Ryan Seeley. Welcome to the Garden Time Podcast. We're at Al's Garden Home in Wilsonville, and today we're talking about lawns, and we're with Tom Combs from Bonide. And so, you know, it's the fall, it's September, and I think that maybe the lawns are kind of looking kind of scraggly. I mean, mm, maybe at yeah. golf courses, and I know yours does, I've been to your home, yeah. yours is beautiful, but maybe the rest of us, we might need some troubleshooting, or maybe what can we do to make it look better? Well, it has been a long, hot, dry summer, yeah. and, uh, when you say kinda, uh, <laughs> lawns are looking rough, yeah. right? Um, there's been um, uh, a lot of heat. You know, we had a strange spring, right? It was oh, wet, it was wet. cool, and then immediately went into summer uh, and extreme um, high temperatures. So a lot of stress put on the lawns. Um, and so with that came insects. Uh, I saw a lot of disease that attacked our, um, our lawns this year. Um, and uh, anyway, just a whole, smorgasbord of problems in, right. in the lawn and fall's a great time to fix it. So. And you know we're seen in the Pacific Northwest I mean that's where our home base is but these are listened to and seen all over the country so I'm sure a lot of these things can kind of translate or people can go to their local independent garden center and troubleshoot that way. Yep yep um, like like we have here in front of us um, a lot of things we can throw out the problems uh, whether it's in the, in the lawn the grass itself or just in the landscape in general so um, one of the nice things about the company I work for, Bonide, is we have synthetic products to control uh, weeds, insects, disease, but we also are bringing new natural and organic solutions to, to all those. So some of them are in front of us and we're going to talk about them and um, happy to be here. Great, great. Yeah. So, you know, so a lot of you know, people have kind of let their lawns you know, die out through the summertime. You get tired of watering it, dumping water, they turn brown. They're gonna kind of rejuvenate. Yep. You know, others, you know, like me, I've tried to do my best to keep it keep it alive, and I have green, but there's definitely spots that are not real healthy. So, what's the first thing we need to look at in our lawn as we start going into fall, 
to rejuvenate it and kind of make it yeah that's a that's a good question um so the first thing we should do is uh, take a walk around the yard right um you know walk through the grass look for holes in the yard um there was a lot of grub activity this summer uh in fact up and just till about uh, 14 days ago a lot of grub activity and the telltale sign in my yard from that was holes or patches of torn up grass in my yard um, and so i had skunks i had raccoons i also had squirrels but they're all digging in the grass tearing it up looking for a food source because i've had this same issue with me i would go out in, you know in the middle of the day lawn was fine in the morning yep. come wow. back in the afternoon and it is so scratched up and there's so much grass that's been pulled up yep. and i think can crows do that because i've seen Many crows fly out. Yeah, out of I have a funny. You bring that up. I have a family of uh, of crows in my neighborhood. Um, so the back of my property has some large firs, and that's where they call home. And they're also looking for bugs too. So they're picking up the grass, looking for those grubs, those earthworms. But really, it's the skunks and the raccoons that are scratching, clawing, tearing up, digging holes, and that's going to tell you I have grubs. Whether it's crane fly, sod webworm, whatever it may be eating at the fibrous roots of our turf grass and when those fibrous roots are gone the the green bladed grass can't support itself so it'll just collapse it'll wilt and it'll turn brown and we'll have small medium to large patches of dead grass and i see a lot of that in the pacific northwest as i walk in the mornings um and so there are some things that we have here on the table that okay. that'll help control that so that so now that we've you know identified if we do have that area mm -hmm. what how do we what do we apply on that so the first thing would be uh, some type of grub control uh, we have a product called grub beater that's in a six pound bag um, usually a early spring application will be a season long application okay. so apply it early as a preventative it stays in the soil um, and uh, will hold there and prevent and cure as new insects come in. Uh, if you haven't treated thus far uh, this growing season, it's not too late. Go ahead and get uh, the grub beater down and it will take care of the grub activity now and keep you clean and protect go going into next spring. Okay, so if we put it on now, it will still work still. through yes, next spring. We don't need to reapply yeah. come spring. Now, you know, uh, I also wanna say um, you know, we're, we're in a world where we're looking for natural, safer, put less out, right? right? So if you have grub activity, you know it, you see the critters digging for it, and you don't necessarily want to treat, that's okay. Um, I, I am seeing a decline in insect activity, grub activity, because it's cycling out of its uh, feeding stage. So um, another way to go about it is just not treat it, and it will cycle out, become adult, but next spring, it would be wise to go ahead and get something down. Now, if you, yeah. if I, you know, like in my yard, it's like smaller patches, you know, mm -hmm. so it's not everywhere. So if I'm going to apply and I want to do a less, if I apply it just in that patch, am I going to just move it and going to have issues somewhere yeah, else? Yeah, it's better uh, to do the whole. It's better whole to do a blanket treatment. Okay. Just go ahead and broadcast the whole area because they they will move, right? You're you're right. gonna uh, treat an area and you're gonna force them to go, right? Okay. Uh, or there could be feeding larvae where the dead patches are, you treat that, but there's egg ready to move to the next stage of its life cycle that you haven't treated and it's gonna become active. Okay. Yeah, so 
Um, what other things are we looking for then? So, so the other big thing, the other big turf problem I saw this spring and summer, um, I should emphasize summer, was a lot of diseases in mm. our in our turf grass, our lawns. Um, there was brown patch, there was rust, there was dollar spot, um, there was even some pythium blight. So oh. it was it was really crazy. Uh, again, on my morning walks in my neighborhood. My yard had it, the next door neighbor, three houses mm. down had it, and it was really the weather patterns that sure. we had this year. Um, and we have a, a granular product here called Infuse Systemic Disease Control. Um, I like it because it's granular. I like it because it can run through a spreader. So a drop spreader, a broadcast spreader, or even say a whirly bird if you have a okay. small area. Um, like the grub beater we were just talking about, an early spring application of this, or say early summer, it, it, it's all you need. So it's systemic, it will translocate into the turf blades and hold for about six weeks. So usually um, one application is good for the entire growing season. So. And I know, excuse me, on your website, you have great pictures of things. So really, if you wanna go to your website and see like, oh, this looks really weird, maybe I can kind of look and see what it is exactly and how I treat it. Yep, yep, we do have a good website. Um, when I say good, it has, like you say, high-res images. It has good content, talks about the problem, talks about the right product to use to, to cure that problem. So uh, www.bonide.com would be the so address. Um, and then, you know, always uh, as a secondary source, go to your local nursery professional. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're here at Owls today. They have uh, very educated staff. They're local. Um, um, talk to them about your problem too. Because, right. mm -hmm. you know, Bonite is a nationwide product. Right. So you yeah. can find it across mm -hmm. from co coast to coast. Absolutely. But, yeah. But, you know, as we're talking about, you know, we're mentioning things that are, you know, applications in the spring. But just because we're we're seeing that issue now, it's good that we're identifying it and noticing it, so we can take notes that say, yeah. we put it in your calendar, say, come February, or March, or whatever. I, like I, I need to mm -hmm. apply yeah. now to control that. So right. it's not just because it's something that we might not use right now. Now is when we recognize that we have have an issue with that. We need to take care of either yeah. now or later. I really like you said calendar. I think that's smart. So we've identified some problems now, bugs and diseases. Uh, most likely we're going to battle them again next year. So I always like to treat preventatively. Right. So we talked about the grub beater preventively. We talked about the infused uh, disease control preventively next spring. Um, we could even expand into marking the calendar of when do we need to lime, right? Mm -hmm. right. When do we need to fertilize our grass? Um, and it, when it's on a calendar, it just simplifies yeah. it, right? right? You can even put it on the calendar and mark uh, certain holidays, that's, right? Yeah, that's right. Easy. And tie your liming, tie your fertilizer to holidays, and just simplify it. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, that's a good one. Put right. it on the calendar. So you talk talk about lime. You know, in in the Northwest, you know, we have a lot of you know wet wet winters and wet wet springs. You know, our soils and pHs are kind of around. So, what is the lime? do for our, our lawn? Why do we want to apply Okay, that? so we have a bag of, um, of lime here. This is a granular form. It's by Earth Science. Um, and so let's, let's talk a little bit about two forms of lime, right? So there's a, there is a powdered lime, um, something like you would mark athletic fields with, um, or- um, Your baseball um, diamond down the- Baseball oh, yeah. diamond, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
uh, also known as ag lime, right? Okay. So mm -hmm. that is a fast release lime. So it's what we call hot. So you got to be careful with how you apply it. Don't over apply it because it could burn. Okay. Uh, for our grass, I like the granular um, because it will slowly release the calcium and magnesium into the soil. And to answer your question, it's a long-winded answer, yeah. but I'm getting there, <laughs> is what does lime do? Well, in a, in a grass setting, um, we want to apply it um, spring and fall, spring and fall every year. It's an it's a annual event. Uh, and what it will do to the soil is bring the pH back up. So over the winter, we get rain, we get rain, we get rain, and the pH drops. It gets diluted by all that moisture, right? So apply it in the fall, we'll get that pH back up to six and a half to seven, which is ideal. Okay. Um, and then again, hit it early spring, and then hit it fall. Hit it early spring, hit it early fall. You really can't over apply this, uh, meaning applying it too often, too much. Uh, by putting it on in clumps, that's a problem. But applying it consistent um, and often is okay. Right. We, we want to get the pH at that six and a half to seven because that makes any nutrients laying in the soil available to the plant to take up, okay? Yeah. And so that's a key, lime is a key component to keeping our turf grasses golf, cor golf course quality green, right? That lush, right. thick green, mm -hmm. okay? So yeah. that's so lime. So we talked about the, the pH, you know, being certain levels. For the homeowner that maybe is confused about how do they take a pH of their of their lawn or their soil. Well, guess huh? what? We saw we, we do have uh, testing kits, not not bonide, <laughs> but, uh, right. but your local mm -hmm. garden center has mm -hmm. testing kits. Um, you can get simple tests um, that will test for NPK, right? Um, $12.99, $15, somewhere in there. Or you can get elaborate and test for micronutrients and, right. and other things um, that could be in the $35 to $40 range. So really for testing um, the pH, just a simple test, um, and that will uh, accurately tell you where is the pH range in my soil. And then what you need to do to And what to you need to do. And, it, and, it, and you know, we've been talking about grass and pH and grass and pH, but really, if you're out testing the dirt in your lawn, go ahead and test the mm -hmm. raised bed. Right. Go ahead and test the vegetable garden, because um, that's going to help you grow healthier plants also. Right. And, and it's, it's, it's a simple, simple it's very thing. simple i mean it's, it's a fun science project it feels like you're in you know earth science or something right. exactly. but it, it's a lot of fun and i think that the information because it's like why did my tomatoes not do well yep why are my perennials not doing well and it's like because of that acidic soil it might be too acidic exactly right because because when you're talking about you know as we're trying to do you know more with less in our in our yard it's it's easy to over apply things mm -hmm. or put things down that we don't necessarily need right need to do so a, I think it's just as we're evaluating our yard and looking at these telltale signs mm -hmm. of identifying and making sure that we're yeah this is this is one area i wouldn't skim you oh, know good. lime in your lawn lime in your vegetable garden lime in your flower garden that that's an area i wouldn't skim yeah because uh, it'll it'll make you more successful next spring mm -hmm. and okay. through the growing season okay yeah. so we, we have a have our ph you know, taken care of, you know, we've addressed kind of the bugs and some of the disease yep. areas. What are other areas that we should be looking at in our lawn to keep, you know, to try to re nice. rejuvenate mm -hmm. it, revitalize so it? Ma so maybe we ought to tackle, um, you know, is it a good time to overseed? Is it a good time to plant a new lawn, right? right. Mm -hmm. um, 
can I can I fill in the bat uh, the bare spots or is it okay to go ahead and just start over and and put it in a new lawn and and fall is my favorite time to do mm -hmm. that um, we have uh, some nice warm days but but it takes all day to get warm right so we we start off cool there's a nice heavy dew on the grass or on the ground um, and it just is the best time for grass seed to germinate right um, so so now between now and say Halloween would be like your window to do it. Um, so if you have a lawn that is that is just struggling and you feel like, hey, I need to start over, uh, go ahead and do it. Um, so what I would do is is spray it with a general uh, weed um, weed control, a herbicide. Um, we sell uh, one that is um, considered organic. So this is Captain Jack's Dead Weed Brew. Um, so this will do everything that your traditional uh, vegetation killer will do, but it is uh, plant-based, so it's approved for organic gardening. Oh, excellent. Um, there's no leaching. There's no um, there's no holding into the soil particle for a long period of time. So if you're wanting something a little softer, I would go dead weed brew. Um, if you want a very thorough uh control of the vegetation um meaning down through the roots then i'd probably lean our okay. cleanup he this is what i call a synthetic weed and grass killer okay. um, but my point is we have two options mm -hmm. and what i would do is just go out and spray the area that you want to uh, redo uh, stop watering stop fertilizing just kind of walk away from it until it turns brown then we're going to mow it and scalp it get as low as we can probably be a good idea to run a thatcher over it to to remove some of that thatch it'll also um, slightly level it off right which is important because we don't want to be bouncing around when yeah, we're right. mowing mm -hmm. um, and then it's about um, bringing in some fresh soil to kind of top dress that area seed it lime it fertilize it cover all that with just uh, an eighth of an inch of bark dust or peat moss and then it's time to keep it moist so don't let it dry out don't flood it but keep it moist for seven to ten days and in that 12 to 14 day mark you're going to have a a feather uh lush green lawn that comes up mm -hmm. it'll it'll just be overnight you'll go from bare brown to the next morning of this um this little furry green uh look so it's right. just it's magical yeah. i think you know we'll reiterate the the importance of keeping it moist, moist. yeah because right? i think some people will you know, reseed into a lawn that's not been cut down, you know, and that grass seed is just kind of suspended in the blade of grass where it's not touching, not touching the, the, so the dirt. soil. Yeah. And then, you know, once that grass seed starts to germinate and develop, the minute it dries out, yeah. it, it's done it's and it's yeah. not going to re-germinate. So then yep. you've lost it. So it's by having that either like rolling it, having that soil down to make sure that right. it's in contact with yeah. and then for seed i know um, there's lots of different seed for different areas so really check what grows the best in your area yep because that really matters i mean i i know people think oh i used to live in that state and i want to do that seed and sometimes it just doesn't work like people out here want to do blue fescue and it's like <laughs> it just doesn't work and so no. you know that's like a midwest thing so absolutely you really have to check your area yeah check check the check the area um you know, some of my favorites for the Pacific Northwest would be a perennial ryegrass. 
um, uh, which should be and, and hopefully is in most of the blends sold in the area. So a perennial rye uh, would be like an all-purpose, can grow in sunny conditions, can grow in shady conditions. So that would be kind of like an all-purpose turf type grass seed. Um, some of the new fescues are nice. Um, in fact, um, we have, what was it called? Water Warden. Water Warden. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that one. This one is, uh, is a fescue mix and it is um, some special varieties of fescue that are, what do we want to call it? Drought resistant, mm -hmm. right? So yeah. it takes less water. Um, that's nice. I do like the texture. I like the color. I like the thickness of the blade of a fescue, mm -hmm. and you typically can mow it a little bit taller. Oh, that's nice. So sure. I have found mowing a fescue at about three inches makes for a really nice looking lawn. Nice. Because yeah. it also, you know, a lot of people, you know, try to get that, you know, golf putting green, oh, yeah. short, that's super hard. short. <laughs> you know, it's hard to keep that lawn moist, yeah. right? And I, I found this year, I started raising my mower up one setting and it really did make a difference having just a little bit longer. Absolutely. It wasn't drying out. Yeah, really, that's really a great tip. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then what about, you know, so if you're, you know, you could do a whole overseed of your whole yard, but what if, you know, there's products that you could do just if you have like a little patch that's died out, right? Yeah, there's there's all kinds of uh, patch kits available. Uh, this one here is, is Major League brand. Uh, they call it the Grandstand Lawn Repair Kit. So you've got, what do you got? Ryegrass, you got some fescue in mm -hmm. there. Uh, and then they, they include the mulch, right? So they, again, that's the cover. When that mulch gets wet, it holds everything there, right. kind of like glue. So if you have some small areas, you know, you know, little two by two or four by four, six by six, those little patches are nice. But I, I will say, flip that bag over and make sure you've got the right grass seed variety. Uh, and type for the Pacific Northwest because right. because like you were saying the Midwest they do like that blue mm -hmm. that that blue um, ryegrass uh, Kentucky blue Kentucky blue, that's um, it. Kentucky and blue. it it looks nice but it just does not grow here, not here. Yeah. and it can become a grassy weed and, right. and you'll fight it so right. so Thompson now that we kind of got our lawn figured out and rejuvenated and re ready to roll going <laughs> through winter and into next spring what else do we need to be looking at in our yard uh, critters, repelling critters for one, uh, especially moles and voles. Uh, probably not a lot of gophers in the Pacific Northwest, but there are a lot of voles. If you don't know what a vole is, about the size of a field mouse, looks a lot okay. like a field mouse, uh, but a vole will be just slightly under the surface of the dirt um, or in your lawn and will just go crazy and, mm. and tunnel, right? Okay. Um, so it's not the big mounds of dirt. It is not. It will it's not the, have a mound of dirt. Little tunnel. Okay. Yeah, it'll just be um, burrowing, I guess is the best word. Uh, and then there is, uh, as we move further into fall, there's a lot of mole activity, right? Okay. So um, they're looking for a food source going into the winter or the okay. colder months. So um, the nice thing about all of our critter repellents, um, from deer to um, squirrels to rabbits to moles, voles, and gophers, all of our repellents are natural, okay? Uh, and so I should, one, I should catch myself and, and explain, so when you're shopping a Bonide product, an easy way to tell if it's a natural product is the upper right corner, right? Okay. So this is tan, so we're trying to color code to say this is a naturally based product, right? Okay. Uh, conversely, and I'll get back to Molmax, but conversely, when there is a purple right shoulder, 
That is a synthetic. Okay. Okay, synthetic chemical. So um, we'll talk a little bit more about Molmac. So we offer two sizes. This is a five pound. We also do a 10 pound bag that is um, a better, uh, better bang for your dollar. It'll do uh, 5,000 square feet. But for spot treatment, um, it has a flip cap where you can pour it on or, or just shake it on like you're feeding chickens. Uh, and then there's a perforated okay. cap too, right? So ease of application. Um, this is castor oil sprayed onto a, a clay particle. So that's the carrier. So uh, easily can go through a drop spreader, a broadcast spreader, the whirlybird spreader. Um, so find the most active mole or vole area um, and then flatten those areas, especially the mole hill, and wait a couple days, it'll come back. Now you know they're actively in that area and you will treat that space. So apply Molmax, water it in, and then um, give them an escape route. So what you don't want to do is do a blanket treatment of the whole yard or, whole, or the whole area. So cut that into thirds, that, that most active space, treat it, water it in, wait two weeks, and then treat the other third, and then finally the balance, right? So okay. you're wanting to give the mole and bull and gopher an escape route. Maybe the neighbor you don't like so much, right? <laughs> So push them, push them that right. way. But natural, nothing toxic about it. Um, money back guaranteed. Follow the label and you'll have success. Oh, that's right. excellent. Nice. And, then and other, other critters or insects or things that we need to be looking at as we go go into winter um so i'm still seeing some little brown rabbits bouncing around oh, yeah. I, I know they come in and chew on my lettuce and yeah. what's left yeah. of my vegetable garden uh, a lot of squirrel activity mm -hmm. i mean they there must be something up they they know winter is going to be hard or, right. or yeah. something right because they're just busy. active Very busy. super active yeah. so we sell a product called repels all okay. uh, so it's a granular we also make it in a liquid that is a nice natural deterrent for rabbits, squirrels, um, and, and, and skunks. And skunks, okay. Raccoons yeah. are on it. it. In fact, it has a number of different animals that it will, um, um, that it will deter. Okay. So repels all is a good one. Um, let's see, what else we got? Um, well, I saw you had an armadillo on this other one. <laughs> so for the people in Texas, yeah. in, the, yeah, yeah. in the Southwest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They can have the armadillo. Armadillo repels. is on that label, that's for sure. Uh, I think those are the big ones: sure. moles, moles, and gophers, molemax, and then for all of your your other um, animals that you don't want in the yard, dogs right. and cat included, repels all would be oh, a good, good one. Okay. okay. Yeah. Now, Bonite has, you know, we're just kind of touching on the surface of the amount of products that Bonite carries, and it's kind of a one source. Oh, shop for, sure. for everything you could possibly control. We do have a it, few. It, it, <laughs> in your yard nation, nationwide. So if people are looking for a little bit more information on what else is available, where's the best place for, for them to go check out? Probably our website. So bonide.com would yeah. be the first step. Um, there is a dealer locator on there. Okay. So you can go to the website and then search by product and then drill down to uh, state, city, zip code of, of who would sell the product. Okay. So I think that would be a good start. Um, because we're sneaking up on a hundred years um, and we distribute and sell uh, across the U.S., most Bonide products can be found at independent garden center, hardware stores, farm feed and ranch stores. So 
I guess start at the website, okay. use that dealer locator, or just shop your local mm-hmm. retail merchant. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and one one last tip that you know we always like to, like to tell people is you know on the backs of all of these products there's always a label <laughs> that that talks about what you should do with that product and how to apply. Yep. And that's a very important point so, to to bring up is not to over apply it, apply it at the wrong time of year or apply the wrong amount. Right. It's very important to follow follow the label. Yeah. And your company, any company spends millions of dollars testing and you have to do that. I mean, that's the le- the law for the US. And so really we trust you. And so but we have to read it because <laughs> yeah. so many times people don't read it and it's like then you get into trouble. And so we really can't ex- you know, can't express that enough to do that. Yeah, I think uh, I couldn't have said um, any better what you both just said and I and I th- I'm sensing you wanted to say labels the law, right? So, <laughs> so in my world, um, it really is. Um, we uh, we go through a lot of effort to get the right verbiage, um, the right pest that, that a certain product is going to control. So label really is the law. Um, and we spend a lot of time um, with clear mixing directions, clear mm-hmm. application directions. So. Um, the label is going to say problem solution, right? It's going to identify by picture what the problem is and then the product's going to tell you this is the solution, Mm -hmm. but it's the back of the label Mm -hmm. that is is the law, right? Mm -hmm. So good point. Do follow that. Well, this is so informative and we always enjoy having you so much. Thank you. So thank you so much. Yeah, Yeah, so thank you to Al's for having us out today. Tom from Bonite, thank you for being with us and educating us. So and we'd also like to thank uh, Capital Subaru for sponsoring the podcast today. And we will see you out in the garden next time. Hi, I'm Sarah with Portland Nursery, where our passion for plants has kept us rooted in this incredible community. A lot has changed since we first opened our doors. But through it all, we've remained family-owned and operated, dedicated to providing our neighbors the largest selection of the highest quality plants Portland has to offer. With hundreds of new plants arriving each week, you're guaranteed to find something exciting and unique. Portland Nursery, a passion for plants at 50th and Stark, 90th and Division. Here at Capital Subaru, we are family. From you, our customers, our coworkers, and even our actual family members work here. This is my son, Casey. We're generations ahead of the competition, and we're always working to keep you and your family moving. We're here for you. We make it easy to join our Capital Subaru family. All the support you need, from sales and financing to service and parts. We'll be here for you for generations to come. And generations after that. I'm Blake. And I'm Casey. We make it easy to join our Capital Subaru family. Where it's your Your way way on on the parkway. The dahlias are blooming and the fields are open. Stop by Swan Island Dahlias in Canby and stroll to nearly 40 acres of blooms. From now until the end of September, you can also enjoy specialty foods, live music, take a class, or visit our new larger gift shop. Check out our Sunday market, pick up some fresh cut flowers, and even order your favorites for next spring. Check out our Facebook page for all the latest updates. Visit Swan Island Dias in Canby, just 30 minutes south of Portland. We'll see you soon.